You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I'm Jason Talbot, and with me, working that intro, (laughs) (laughs) is none other than Marcus Jinkui. Marcus, episode 51. How we doing, man? Uh, a little, a little technical difficulties there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we rough start. We're, we're, we're figuring some things out here on the fly, but yeah, we're do, we're doing okay. We're 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 making it work. We're hanging in there. Now we got to be aware that we're on camera. So yes, just gotta just gotta make sure to not do anything crazy. But <laughs> I like your 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 artwork in the background. You got some some merch. I got my merch on. Um, um, I, I I don't really have the the cool Knicks setup. Uh, I working on it. I didn't even know we were going to be doing videos. So maybe next week. Maybe I'll put up a jersey. Maybe I don't know. Do some de- do some decorating. We'll have to see. I just got, I got you know a Nick hat in the background. Oh, there we go. I got the blue though. The blue on the wall. That's just coincidental. You know, it just makes me feel good. So I got the a nice blue background. It's good for people on the on the work calls, but. You know, other than that, I think uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little stressed. Last night got a little crazy for oof, us oof. with that game. I don't think anyone saw that coming, but also, did we kind of see it coming? Oh, we saw given it coming, of course. The way the last couple of games. I mean, last night as a whole in the NBA, a lot of comebacks from uh, from being down big. So in this league, right, hey. the lead is safe. The NBA basketball is a game of runs. And the NBA is showing that. Uh, let's let's talk a little recap here with where the Knicks are. The Knicks did squeak out a victory last night against the Timberwolves, one hundred three ninety nine. Squeaked by man, that was it was definition hey, of it's a, a win. A win is a win. You got to take them, especially in the regular season. Nights like that are going to happen. Knicks were up big, but came back at the end there to to solidify the victory. And right now, the Knicks are sitting seventh in the East. 15 and 16. They're six and four in their last 10. With that record, 15 and 16. Marcus, you've already won the bet hitting the 15 win mark. And yeah. I do owe you a pair of me undies, not a sponsor. It is getting a little weird that we're always betting underwear. I think we have to change the bet. I mean, <laughs> we could we could move up to the to the the casual pants. You know, I told yeah. I was telling you I like I like their I like their selection of uh houseware. I and I've never tried the other me on these products, so this that that might be where we need to take these bets. But hey we can take it I, we can take it up a notch. You know, and I was big on the Knicks winning a bunch of games in the in these first thirty seven games up to the all star break, but you know, after watching them in preseason, I completely retreated on my pick. I got nervous. The preseason was awful. So to see the Knicks now 15 and 16, they're a completely different team. That preseason, it's hard to believe that it's the same team when you watch. So I don't know if that was a strategy. I don't know how you can be that bad and then all of a sudden 
be I mean, as good as you are? Think that like their preseason, there was no real preseason because they had no training camp. They had no sure. summer league for the rookies. And you could tell in the preseason they were not practicing offense. They were only practicing True. defense because that offense looked disgusting. And now you're starting to see at least what they can do. And I, I remember during those like early media day interviews, Julius Randle looked so depressed. And just when, when they did those interviews, I was like, man, this guy just looks like he was reading everything everyone was saying about him. He was hearing all the he was hearing all the murmurs. He was reading all the tweets, and he was just bummed out. And to see the turn that he made quickly too, like you know, they looked a little suspect in the first couple of games, but I think they were just getting into it. And to see where he is now, of potential all star, I don't think we saw it coming. I mean, we could be. I mean, we we no did has- kind of, but I don't think no one saw it to this Listen. degree. Listen, we I, I I came on here and I made a hot take about Randall was going to have a breakout season like this. I the take was hot, but it wasn't that hot, you know. So the Knicks, all right, right now the New York Knicks. There's a lot to talk about, but I want to I want to get into what you were just talking about with Julius Randall. Let's let's kick it off there. He's the hot topic, and I'm just going to ask you the question straight on point. I want to first yes or no, and then I want to know why. But is Julius Randle an all-star? Yes. Simple answer. Yes. Do you want to know I'm why? I'm with you. Do you want me to tell you why? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I With Julius Randle, I got to say, I was in the no camp because I, I'm, I'm always tired of a Nick has a good season and all of a sudden he's an all-star. Classic Nick fan move. We've just been dying for good basketball for the last 20 years. So when a David Lee comes around and we're like, yo, this guy's, and he gets to the all-star game because he's a Nick. And I mean, David Lee put up some good numbers, but like, was David Lee really all-star caliber player? I mean, maybe, an I mean interesting, maybe a discussion for another day, but an interesting question from, from the game last night, like the Cadillac trivia, not a sponsor, but yeah. they asked like what the, who are the last five all-stars between the last 20 years? From this Nick team, I, I didn't even remember the because uh, like you only think of Mello and Porzingis as the last two to make it. And I completely forgot about Tyson Chandler and Chandler. Amari and yep. David Lee was what well, not even a thought. So kind of crazy that I mean, yes, the gap between those two was like eight or nine years or something. But I, I also think it it counts for more that he's got probably going to be a coach's pick. Because you know all the other ones are just a popularity contest. So you have to actually show them something for the coaches to want you. And the fact that he's uh, impacting wins. And that's what Tibbs always said he was looking at, is that the team is winning. So you can't be – like you hear Van Gundy and all those guys always say they don't want an all-star from a losing team. Yep. So – which there's there's plenty of the East. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's having an impact on them winning games and playing the right way, and really, you know, he's figured he's figured out how to play and how to play to win. So I say yes, he's 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 an all star. Yeah, and and you know I've come around on it because for me it was still like 
and we've we've set up before in previous episodes where Randall every now and then was still doing some bonehead stuff and would go back to the spin move or starts to play ISO ball. And I got to say though, especially as we get closer to the all-star game, when the voting started picking up and the conversation started happening, I really wanted to see how he would react. And Randall has been playing awesome, man. Like he's hidden, he's automatic with the mid range jumper. He's starting to shoot these threes really well and he's pretty taking high clip good he's shots high quality shots they're going in he's getting better and the knicks just came out recently and said that julius randall is going to be part of this team long term and i think that's also gonna be something that of course they're just gonna say that like how could you not say that right now but i believe them julius randall he leads the team in every category including assists right now uh, he, you know, I've come on here too and talked about how RJ needs to be the guy. And I think I still believe that for the Knicks to be truly successful, Randall probably has to be the third best guy on the team. If the Knicks are going to make like a, ch- a championship run at some point, maybe in five years or whatever, you know, as I mean, Randall, he's, he's still young, but he's got a, ca- a fi- you know, within the next five, six years, early thirties. That's when, if he's still going to be on the team, you want to see the Knicks make a move, but like stars, when you, when you talk about the Anthony Davises of the world and Joel Embiid and just the Jason, T- I'm watching Jason Tatum play. I mean, they ended up losing to the, to the Pelicans. And I know you kind of hate Zion a little bit for whatever reason. I don't hate Zion. I but there's certain players that are just so gifted. Um, and Randall is gifted in a lot of ways, but I think he has to play within himself a little more. He has to work maybe even a little bit harder because, you know, he's, he's not built like Anthony Davis. Um, who's just, I'm not saying Anthony Davis doesn't work hard, but there's some, there's some God given talent he has there that, you know, no other player can, can mimic. So, but Julius Randall has just been so, freaking good and i'm not saying that as just a nick fan because this is hard for me to even say that randall's an all-star because just a couple weeks ago i was like nick fans need to chill like randall's not an all-star i'm sorry but i'm 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 here man i'm here turning it over you know he 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 puts you into a spin move and uh (laughs) you're coming back around and in the east it makes it a lot easier too i'm still gonna i'm still gonna throw hate on the the eastern conference always and forever i mean you know what's crazy though we are in the toughest division in the Eastern Conference. That entire division is yeah. is the whole is the whole top eight of the say for like two or three teams. Yeah, I just I, I just found that interesting that you know you have the Nets, the Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Knicks, and yeah, yeah, the Wizards aren't even in there anymore. So they're all in the playoffs, and it's the only division that is like that. So that's. Yeah. It's fun fact right there. <laughs> I, love, I, like, I like to give you a little fun fact sometimes, you know. Love it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, okay. Big so whoop. Big whoop. Big whoop. <laughs> we are we are on board with Randall being an All Star game. I mean, that's not really surprising, um, but Randall's playing great. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. And to, and to, to your be point, so though, I think I don't know of you saying that he needs to be on a contending team, he would ideally be the third best player. 
I think that's when you would start to see him hone in on all those skills. Like saying he has a lot of skill. He's good at a lot of stuff, but he's not great at one thing. And I think if you put him next to two star or at least one other star, you'll see him maximize his best assets. And that's where you'll start to see, you know, him yeah. really take off if if need be. And you know, maybe who who is that next guy? Who is that other player? I uh, I don't know. And you know, speaking of uh, you know every everything that you're talking about too about Randall is his play is translating to the Knicks winning games, right? The Knicks are 15 and 16. They're seventh in the East. Yes, they have a losing record and they're seventh in the East because it's the East. But so here, I'm going to throw some numbers at you, and I really want to get your opinion on this because, like. I want to know, are these Knicks for real? And I want to get into it because, oh, so God, man, every time I hear that, a little part of me, just, I get those goosebumps. Uh, the Knicks are six and four in their last 10. Only one of those teams are a playoff team. The last 10 games, Portland is the only playoff team. They went up against teams like Miami, Washington, Atlanta. Uh, Chicago, um, and honestly, the Knicks' schedule up to this point, being fifteen and sixteen, has been against mostly non-playoff teams. The Knicks' schedule has not been great. I mean, early in the season, like we they beat the Bucks, and they and, and teams I from like last the year. Um, other thing, the Knicks—they're number one in defense, but they're last in offense. Right? We've talked about that. The teams that the Knicks have also played. Most of them are in the bottom half of points scored per game. Now, is that the Knicks defense or is that, or can you attribute that to just the quality? Are they the reason for it? You know, goes back and forth. The Knicks being last in points per game, though, they also are last in field goals attempted a game. They're not really that. I know Tibbs wants to pick up the pace and the Knicks don't necessarily play slow, but compared to the rest of the league, I mean, you watch a Nets game, you're like, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on here? Uh, you're, but you know, you got RJ uh, and Alfred and like, you're just kind of slow guys, Reggie, like what kind of a slow, especially the starting lineup, you know, when the, when the, the second unit comes in, they start to pick it up, but the Knicks are kind of slow. They're, they're slow. What else can I say? Um, it's not a, they're not a fast paced team. I think we know that. And they're also last, they're second to last in three-point attempts. They're not really built for a three-point shooting team, so they don't do it a lot. Who's worse? Um, I'll have to pull that up. Is it, look at you, putting me on the spot. Giving you, giving you follow-up questions. I'm just, I, I thought that was an interesting I don't, I don't, ha- I know, it, it, right, interesting. Um, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to pull it up right now. Cleveland, I thought it was Cleveland. Um, which big whoop, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but we're not talking about Cleveland today. So, so that's the thing with all these numbers, you gotta win, you gotta win the games you play, right? These numbers are not surprising. We saw these numbers early in their season and we kind of thought, especially the number one in defense, um, and things like that, like you kind of thought maybe these would level out a little bit, but it's really interesting to me. The Knicks are almost 500. And they're the best in defense, worst in offense. And their record kind of shows that. So is this just the team? Is this is this the team that we're watching? We're going to see for the rest of the year. Like, 
Because a 500 record in the East, too, means playoffs. And that's what I was thinking about this morning, actually, because I was looking at just looking at the standings. I was like, maybe they're just an average team, but average is going to get you into the playoffs. And by average, I mean, you know, like they're a 500 team. If they hover around it, one or two, give or, give or take a couple games above or below, they should make the playoffs. And maybe that's just the type of team they are because they are missing that that one piece. And there are some elements of every game that you're just like, uh, we need we need something else. And which is fine, you know, but that's that's pro- that's part of the process. You know, we don't have everything right now. They're not they shouldn't be in a win now uh mentality, even though sources and reports would say that they are, but I think they just want to be in a place of let's start winning some games because they just haven't had to, they haven't done it in so many years where, you know, you're a lottery pick every year. You're winning like 20 games a year. It's like, okay, let's get into a habit of winning. Step one, you know, step one, compile some players, compile some talent. Step two, start winning some games. Step three, make a run in the playoffs. Step four, be contending. See, and I'm the believer, and I want to get your thoughts on this too. I'm the believer that the Knicks are in win now mode. I don't think Tibbs Tibbs is clearly not. He has no interest in, I guess, developing young talent in the way we would think about developing young talent. Because Knox is not playing, Frank is not playing. Quickly just played nine minutes last game. Derek Rose got 18 minutes, uh, which I want to talk a little bit about that too with Rose coming in. Um, Alfred Payton is getting to start. Alfred Payton has been playing great. As much as it hurts Nick fans, and I know we talked about this before the season started, we're getting exactly what Alfred Payton is, and he's getting better, which is still annoying because I don't think we still want him on the court and we want to see quickly develop. But I think Tibbs' way of developing young players is you ain't playing if there's someone ahead of you that's playing better. And I'm going to start with my vet guys. You young guys, you just got in the league. So I'll get you out there if the the vets and our older guys are not playing well. Even sometimes, maybe not. I want to keep those guys out there because I believe in them. And he's done that with Alfred. I mean, we've seen Alfred go on these stretches where you're like, what the hell is Tibbs thinking? Now all of a sudden, you know, we're 31 games in the season and Alfred's playing much better. And I've said this to you on previous casts too where I'm just like, I think I just got to let Tibbs do his thing because he might know more. And I'm not seeing the Alfred hate anymore on Twitter. It's kind of gone. Like no one, no one like is giving I mean, all more. you really have to do is all we really need from him is slightly above average play. And we're fine. You know, I mean, yeah, we went through a stretch, a lot of hate. You go back just to, what was it? The MLK game. Like that day, you're just like, the hate was a, Full force. And I think from there, you're just seeing him attack the rim a little more. You know, as long as he's not taking threes, I think that's that's all you really want. I mean, sometimes he's taking way too many shots. Like, he'll be taking the most shots on the team. And I don't yeah. think that should be happening. He starts to feel himself a little bit too much. But I think we're seeing who he really is. You know, he's a, he's he's an average point guard. You know, he wouldn't be starting on any other team. Although... Granted, every team he's been on, he's been the starting point guard, which baffles me somewhat. But he's 
And part of that, he's got good handle. He's a big guy. He's really not that great of a passer, but he can still get the offense going. And I, I think it's his size that is so appealing. And apparently his defense, which that's the thing that still blows my mind is that in this last really six it. games, they've won four <laughs> or five, but the, I think the breakout of Alfred Payton and his, his uh, great play has started with that uh, game in Miami where he dropped 18. He's just being super aggressive and he's scoring more and at the basket. And he's, while he's taking a lot of shots, they seem to be better shots. They're higher um, percentage shots. He's just not going to always hit them. But yeah, and so it's just this is. Should, the we, mix, should, we, should we hang? Should we hang up the? Uh, should we hang up the Alfred hate for now? I don't want to. I don't well, want jinx it. And then now well, he starts to stink. Well, again, that's what but. I'm saying. He's going to come and play some bad games. Sure, like it's going to happen. And the fact is, he still can't shoot. So when teams just drop back in zone and be like, "Hey, El- we're not going to guard Alfred and let him shoot threes. I think teams maybe gotten away from that a little bit, or Tibbs is like, I don't care if you're open, stop shooting three, or don't even, yeah. don't stand there. Don't even stand there. It's, it's, it's interesting now. You're not seeing those, te- like early in the season, lots of teams were running zone on them. And they're still doing it, but just not as much because guys are starting to hit some of those threes. Granted, like you said, they don't take the most of any team. Yep. And they don't hit the most either, and- but. They're getting better as in the last. And I noticed, I noticed specifically in the Minnesota game, they were playing a lot of zone and the Knicks were playing great against it. I think they've been practicing against the zone because everyone's playing it against them. And I saw RJ a bunch of of times cutting to the middle, getting the ball. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to break down the zone inside out. And the Knicks uh, have been, they've been doing well. I mean, so it's so frustrating because before coming to this year, we're all about developing young talent, just coming back to that. And now we're, we're kind of not Tibbs is playing I mean, I think... the guys who he feels have earned the minutes. And those are going to be the guys who are not in their early twenties because they're playing better basketball. Reggie Bullock has been playing great. You know, I, I'm I'm a Reggie fan. I, I like Reggie. I think he's, I think you just got to like use him the right way. Um, but I think I think they are. It's just that they have so many young guys. It's like not all of them are going to play if you want to win some games. But you are seeing quickly does he does play? Toppin is getting minutes. Mitch, RJ, they're still they're still young guys. It's not like every rookie has to play, you know. So they're the 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 ones on the outs are Knox and Frank, and Frank is always like there's always some excuse they give for why he can't play. Knox gets the garbage minutes, and we got Theo Pinson cheering on everybody, which I love yeah. to see. I, I I need a guy like him in my life to just make me feel yeah. great. But you know, I think it's he's finding that balance of vet and youth to play, and seeing where and they come Knox, together. Knox really and Frank team. might Knox and Frank might as well not be on the team. They don't Maybe play. They won't be. The, the two guys <laughs> that Nick fans beginning of the season before the season started. If I told you. Yo, Knox and Frank, when we get to close to midway through the season, are not even going to be in the rotation. You would scratch your head and be like, but how? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but but <laughs> what, watching them now from when they were in the games, I kind of get it. You know, in, in, the, in sure, the larger sure. scheme, Knox doesn't give you that much. If he's not hitting those spot, those corner threes, he doesn't really give you much else. And that's... 
if you look at all the guys that are getting minutes, save for like a Reggie Bullock who's really out there to sh- to shoot, and he's an okay defender, pretty good, decent defender. But everyone can do multiple things, and I don't think Knox really, yeah, you know, maybe he can, and we just haven't seen it yet, well, or he's see- we're seeing in practice, he's just not doing it. So that's where he's not earning those minutes. And when we Frank did our gr- injured all the time. When, and- when we did our grades episodes, though, we did give Knox. I mean, I gave him more high praise at the time. And in the beginning of the season, we were loving the step that Knox took forward. So I would more so attribute to Knox, especially Knox not playing, is the emergence of Emmanuel quickly earning a rotation spot. We didn't know. Alec Burks, when he's healthy, earning a rotation spot all the time when he's in because of his scoring. And, you know, he's just more refined, I think, too, which Tibbs, again, He's not going to put in Knox, who maybe has a higher ceiling, we would hope, for his future in the NBA. Alec Burks is playing better basketball right now. So Tibbs is like, all right, Knox, you're not playing. Like, you'll get some playing the scrimmages. You'll get an extra, a, a couple of extra minutes. Um, Although we, Tibbs has said, he has brought up a couple times that Knox could see more minutes. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, we He's haven't talked about up. it yet, but, but Mitch is out. So they have to work on different lineups that could see Knox is what six nine. You could see small ball lineups with Julius at the at the five. Sure. Could maybe you put Knox at the four? Yeah. He's talked about it, and He's they talked, pra- yeah. and according to him they practiced it. So depending on who the who they're playing, Knox is that first guy. He's he's getting those first garbage minutes. Agreed, and I, and I get the feeling that the the organization they did extend Knox. Like I feel like they like Knox, and he's a work in progress. Um, so I, I, Frank, I kind of feel like is going to be traded or gone, or, you know, maybe he's just a young piece that when injuries come up, maybe he'll get his chance again. And, you know, you don't know the future, you know, we have a lot of one-year contracts. So I think, I don't think Tibbs is in a rush with these young guys to just get them out on the floor. And like I said, I'm kind of just trusting Tibbs right now. What he seems to be doing seems to be working. And that kind of brings us into the, so before I get into the next thing, I think we both agree that the Knicks are playing like a 500 team with their schedule moving forward. At the very least, they're going to get into that plane. And let's just keep fingers crossed. Dallas keeps losing and we get a lottery pick uh, yeah, at the end of the season. 500 team is more than we could have expected. Yeah. And I think people are happy about that. Like they don't yeah. stink. So that that's that's step one. Although I will continue to blame Stephen A. for <laughs> recent because when for he everything. starts talking and he starts getting on it, that's that's when things start to go off the rails. And I will I will I will say this: when I saw Stephen A. the other day, he had Spike Lee on on first take. Oh, I saw that. Is something a little off about Spike Lee? Yes, yes. I mean, the answer is you, yes. you, You've touched on it a, a few times over the years. Like, one, I just don't like hearing him speak because you can tell he's not really thinking before he's talking and he just kind of stutters through things. But he mentions he's talking about how he's like the ultimate Nick fan, diehard Nick fan, 1970. I was there in the finals. Earl Monroe was not on that Nick team. <laughs> He didn't even give kudos to Clyde Frazier being on that team. And he named the wrong coach. <laughs> so like, who are we to believe that Spike is, is Spike actually a, like, yeah, he's there. <laughs> he's there. But is yeah. he the mascot that we really need? Yeah. You know, he's been, he's been kind of 
in the background this season. He hasn't said much while they're winning. But Spike, I, you know, Something's I just going watched on. Malcolm X yesterday. Got plenty of respect yeah. for Spike Lee. <laughs> but uh, he might need to turn his mic down. I don't know enough about the situation, it. but there's something. <laughs> there's something it's a going weird on. Weird interview. Like they're talking about H- HBCUs, which is, you know, good you know he's a morehouse base talking like oh yeah second third generation morehouse guy but then they ask him about the knicks that's what he's always there for is to give his two cents about the knicks and then he goes into this rant about the 70s finals i'm like what game were you watching then because those guys weren't there hey man, <laughs> he lives a crazy life you know it's hard to keep track of all that stuff yeah yeah i mean I just thought it was like, <laughs> I, I found it curious. <laughs> um, so, oh man, what, what were you even talking about? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Knicks in the playoffs. We're a little late here. Um, the Knicks made a trade for Derek Rose and I, I loved the trade from the beginning because we traded away Dennis Smith Jr. Who I can't stand you candidate, if you will. Um, now I think there's the, can't stand you. The now there's hype kinda, that he's actually starting for the Pistons. Yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> what does that say about the Pistons? Yeah, the Pistons are so. For us, it was a great trade because we gave away a guy who wasn't even going to make it to the rotation. Okay, we gave away a pick, but Knicks have plenty of picks, and we got an NBA player who is now in the lineup. And the Knicks are four and two since acquiring him. And even better is that Rose is taking Austin Rivers minutes, and I'm mad at myself. Because when the Can't Knicks stand got Rivers, I, I joined the bandwagon of being happy about the Rivers acquisition. That this guy is a vet and a nice guy in the locker room. And uh, he could be a team leader and a good backup point guard. And behind the scenes, I always said it just to you that I don't like this guy. I just there, – <laughs> there's something about – every time I watch him play, I feel like he's a, can be a little bit of a ball hog. Uh, and I just don't like – his game, he gives you flashes of being a good player, and that's what keeps him around. But this guy's a journeyman. Why does he keep, if he's such a good player, why does he keep moving teams? And I just, I mean, the Knicks have been playing so much better without him in the lineup, right? And will it last? Derrick Rose is way better than Austin Rivers. Derrick Rose is a former MVP. Even when he was on the Knicks before, he was still a good player. And living in Detroit, I had so many Pistons fans being like, you guys got a good one in, in Rose. Like I needed someone yeah, to tell me that we got a good player in Derrick Rose. But <laughs> it's still like a reminder. We just kind of forgot about Derrick Rose is still good. He was good in Minnesota. He just kind of – he went to Minnesota, I mean, the Pistons. On the two Knicks. years like, ago, he dropped 50 in a game. Like he could still play. He won an MVP so. in the league, man. Like he – and the fact that he's a bench guy – uh, it's just great, and I feel like it's been a great addition. We've loved seeing him play with quickly, and the Knicks have are a better team with that trade. And I think it's that it's also that he knows his role. Like he's not trying to be yeah. MVP level Rose again. He's, he knows he's not the guy. But you and he's even come out and said, "Give me twenty minutes a game. I only got so many minutes on these on these legs. Just let me contribute where I can." He's in Quickly's ear. He's in Toppin's ear. You know, and what what did, what did I say? And what did I say when when they got Rose? I was like, you might start to see Obi benefit yep. the most from him being there. Obi's been playing and great in those too. first couple games, 
that he was looking for him. It was like actively looking for him because there's so many times you see Toppin's wide open under the basket and no one gets to him. But speaking of him, he's still like, I'm happy that he's getting minutes. And yes, he's he's getting about like 10 minutes a game. It's fine. He's a rookie. He's easing into it, you know, but you still see the flashes of athleticism that he has. I think he just needs to get stronger, used to playing stronger, against yeah, stronger absolutely. guys. He's, he's trying to post up from right inside the three-point line. That's he's not still, He still looks a little lost out there at times. I think he just needs more NBA minutes. He got to get stronger. I, you know, And honestly, if Obi just becomes like a nice bench guy, that's the thing with all these picks. I've, I've heard Nick fans tell me Obi Toppin's like a bust and this and that. And it's like the Knicks got to develop a team, man. I, we can't just take – every pick and expect them to be a starter and an all-star, you know, I, I'll throw a little shade on you. I mean, you came out and said, Obi Toppin's going to be better than Zion, which I just kind of ignored at the time, but I haven't forgotten. Like maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe that could still happen, but the Knicks yeah, need maybe. like a 10 man rotation. and need to get better. Bench guys are important. Six men sometimes win you championships. I mean, who is it? Uh, that Boston Celtics team that won and James Posey was in the playoffs. I mean, Fred Van Fleet coming off the bench for the Raptors. Like, bench guys matter, man. And, like, teams matter. Unless you're LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then. And if you're going to commit Julius, if you're going to commit to Julius long term, maybe Obi just becomes first man off the bench. Like, Which that's, is awesome. That's, that's and... fantastic. You just gotta that. you gotta roll with it, and they still play good minutes. Like, how many times does Lou Williams close the game? Because you know? like, if if Obi Toppin was not in the lineup, where would the next? Be? I mean, Obi missed a bunch of games, and I mean, Randall was leading the league in minutes. So yeah, you gotta you gotta give him a break, you know. And then you have uh, old Butterfingers out there, Nerlens, <laughs> Nerlens. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I appreciate him, but come on, just like get some get some powder on those hands before you get out there. Just keep that grip tight. But um, I always funny. think I, of, <laughs> I constantly think of the little giants when Spike um, come hates. On, yeah. Don't let me down. And he's just like, "Hey, hothead, you're the best player <laughs> in our team." <laughs> oh, it's pretty much. Nerlens has been playing really well. Uh, I have to say, um, just those hands, when it comes man. To defense. As long as he's not catching anything, yeah. swatting his hands around. But so you see, you you see the sorry if I cut you off. Well, you see the 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 issue with not having Mitch out there. I think is the biggest comes up rebounding. Yeah, and oh, you saw a lot of the games they were winning, they were out rebounding teams by a lot. And even last night, they're just guys getting pushed around. Like they're just not they're not boxing out. They're not strong enough. They're not long enough to get those rebounds or at least yeah. the tip outs. So hopefully I, I trust Taj out there a lot more it's than okay. I trust Erlens, but they're doing okay. They're saw, holding it down. Saw, you saw they'll hold it down. And that's why I don't think, uh, and we can, we can uh, transition, I guess, into, into this of what, like, do you make a move to fill that gap or just wait and play it out? Yeah. I, so, and then with the Rose trade, that was kind of the first domino. And I think everyone thinks that maybe the two biggest names that I think are realistic for the Knicks to make a move are either Bradley Beal or Andre Jones, as far as a big, big trade. 
Um, Blake Griffin has come up, but that doesn't really make any sense. Um, with the Mitch, with Mitch Robinson being hurt, um, and even if Mitch wasn't hurt, Andre Drummond has got he's on his last year of his contract. Andre Drummond's a good player. We were talking about Nerlens, like he's fine. He got hot hands. I mean, Todd Gibson is not like any long term answer. Getting Andre Drummond, even from Mitch Robinson, would be an upgrade. Would make the team better. I, I, I don't think anyone can discount that for a team that struggles in three point shooting. Uh, is Andre Drummond necessarily the thing that's going to make the the team that much better and the thing you need? Bradley Beal seems like the player that would help the Knicks in what they need right now. And having a Randall Bradley Beal combo sounds a little bit better. Having a, I mean, I, I kind of pose this question to you of like, do the Knicks work out something where you got Julius Randall, Bradley Beal, and Andre Drummond? Whoa, oh, okay. How could they do that? I don't know. I mean, you'd have to give up, you almost feel like everybody plus some picks, but then that's kind of your well, team moving forward for a little bit. I mean, not to get ahead of myself, I mean, but not not necessarily because they're not going to play Andre Drummond until they get rid of him or they just buy him out, which I think is what could happen. And then you can get him for whatever you want. You don't have to give up anything to get him. So then you could have Andre Drummond there. The The thing I, I don't know that he's the best fit there because he likes to have the ball in his hands too. He's not like Mitch Robinson's a good compliment to Julius because he doesn't have to do anything offensively. He's a lot, he's a catch He's a lobber and a, and, a, and a putback guy. So you put Drummond out there. He likes to go get his buckets. He likes to post up, down low, you know. And Julius, it could take away from those touches. I don't know how they mesh together quite the same way. And it's kind of like, you know, when you had Amari and Tyson Chandler out there. It's the same kind of thing with Julius and Mitch. It's like you have a guy at the five who doesn't really need the ball in his hands. Yeah, and Drummond's like a twenty twenty guy, so he likes to he likes to run the offense. I think their biggest, I agree, their biggest need is a shooter, a consistent shooter yeah. that can get the buckets down the stretch, that could go off for forty if you wanted to, yep. and if you can get that, there come here comes the here comes the the bigger question, which you talked about: what do you give up? Do you are you okay giving up? an RJ to get I think you have to. I think you'd have absolutely have to. I can't see a scenario where the Knicks get Bradley Beal and don't give up RJ Barrett. Also, I, I really don't think Washington is giving up Beal from what I'm reading. I just I don't know why they would, but then if they did, they would have to rebuild. So picks would be the Knicks would have to give up a lot. Um, they definitely have to give up this year's first round pick, maybe even doubt the Dallas pick also. And but maybe I, I just, mean, they could also get Beal with just giving up a ton of picks. I mean, if you're Washington and Bradley Beal is talking to your front office about I want out and I'm leaving the first chance I get, or like now players can just say I'm not playing anymore until you get rid of me. I mean, that's really the NBA that we live in, and that could come to that, and it kind of feels like. I mean, Beal doesn't want to be on a losing team, and all of a sudden the Knicks are 500. So the Knicks do seem a little bit more appealing 
at the same time, if I'm Bradley Beal, do I really want to go from the Wizards now to the Knicks? Like, I think he might be looking for a bigger upgrade. Um, you know, I'd, I always have to say, like, I'd have to look at the actual trade. So when people ask, would you be willing to give up RJ for Beal? My answer is maybe. And it's not, and I, and I told you how much I loved RJ and I, I, I love RJ. I, would never I, I, I do love this guy and I think he could be so good, but I think one thing that I'm, I'm having a little hard time with right now is this Julius RJ dynamic. I don't know if you've seen it on the court or maybe it's just me. There's not a lot of chemistry going on. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like they they each want the ball. They never pass to each other. It's so rare that those two guys give the ball to one another. And would that change with Beal and RJ? I mean, I mean, Beal and Randall, I don't know. But a little worried something might be going on here. Um, And if we're committed to Randall. It could be that Randall just doesn't trust RJ to hit that shot. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. RJ hasn't given him any reason to like he he goes on stretches here and there where he's hitting better shots but you know he's not that consistent knockdown shooter that's not who that is if Beal was there I could see that becoming I could see that trust being there more here's, with here's what I'm going to say when it comes to Bradley Beal he is on another level of talent Bradley Beal is awesome he can score a Knicks a team that's is last in scoring Bradley Beal would be beyond an upgrade. It would make them so much better. Of course, the question is, okay, what do you do with RJ? Whose minutes? I mean, is is RJ still there? And then RJ moves to the three and Beal. I mean, you make it work. So I, I'm I'm that the reason I say maybe is because Beal is a type of talent that can really uh, make this team great. And having moving forward with now Randall and Beal as your core pieces, you can start to make other moves where you could start to really become more of a contender. Um, the Drummond thing, I would only do if it's like you're giving up practically nothing. I don't want to give. I'm not I giving up RJ. I'm not giving up Mitch. So it's it's kind of like, can you get him on the cheap? It would have to feel like getting this Derrick Rose deal done. I mean, Andre Drummond's a big name, but like you can't give up a lot. And that's and that's. I think I'm more inclined though to just like chill and i think judging that what i've seen the knicks do up to this point i don't think the knicks are going to do anything because i think it's going to be washington's going to ask for too much for beal and drummond i don't think they're going to be able to make a deal that gives where the knicks give up basically nothing i think there'll be another team that would give up more so i think the knicks just stay put and right now is not the time to pull the trigger trigger the thing, the things that you know we're seeing is that you know you got worldwide west back there start yeah. trying to trying to do things through back channels which yeah. i'm like what what does that mean that's that's where you saying that the wizards have no reason to trade him it's like they're trying to get him to say i want to i want to trade Maybe, and then yeah. you can force their hand a little bit that's the only way i could see you know we're going to the old west here and Wes is out there doing weird stuff. Who knows what uh, what the plan is? But I still don't think I don't think you break the bank again to get to get somebody. And no, I'm I, not I don't I don't know what Beal's contract is now, and if, like how many more years he's got on it. Yep. But I uh, I don't want to see 
I don't want to see another mellow trade. Yep. And I don't think that this this front office is going to do that. Which is interesting to bring up because, you know, we're uh, <laughs> 10 years removed from the mellow trade. And yep. it's like, okay, d- like who actually won that trade? I would I would say the Knicks definitely won that trade. They got trade. mellow, of course. They got the best player. Did they have to do it the way they did, no. But, you know, you like look at the guys who were involved in that trade and where are any of them now? So yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. all right, and what did they really achieve by going? I think Gallo's probably the only one that took his game up another level, but like Mozgov? No, oh, they're, nope. they're not around. <laughs> Wilson Chandler was like still playing and balling out, but you know, whatever. Yeah, and then we got back Raymond Felton anyway. So yeah. it was like, and you know, I, 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 I didn't, I remember, I remember when that trade happened. I was very excited, and <laughs> I was uh, just some some personal story. We can we can go into it. Um, I was I was living in L.A. at the time, I think, and I remember seeing rumors. I remember all the rumors were that he was going to go to Brooklyn, and I was like, no, 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 can't can't have that happen. But we got the report, Hello Mello on the uh, <laughs> on the cover of Daily News. And of course, of course, it's funny they had him in the in the number thirty jersey. Oh, Which is they? uh, yeah. I think they just did fifteen times two and just put the the huh. thirty instead of dropping back to seven. But uh, I was like, him Chauncey coming out that first game against home first I home game Chauncey against the Bucks, man, and then that game against the Heat. People were Mister Big Shot. People were losing their minds. All the Nick, all the Nick fans ever need is just a little bit of a spark. And now I think we're. We're 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 shaking. We're getting a little smoke going. Yeah, we're getting smoke going. The spark's not there yet, but the smoke is there. All it needs is is that, that one. So, I like what you said because that that's the thing. What's so interesting about this next team? I mean, as we said, we want we believe Julius Randall has earned an All Star spot. Like he can't play any better, and it's not like for him to be a starter. It's for him to get like just just to be there an All Star weekend. Um, he deserves it. He's playing great basketball. It's not just a player on a, a I guess a, a player on a bad team putting up big numbers. I think that's sometimes easy to do, and you just want to say all star. Um, the Knicks are actually playing good basketball, and Randall is just like, I mean, you if you watch games, like he's playing awesome. Teams are like doubling and tripling him, and he is running the offense. He's doing everything. I still. We always talk about this. We still think he's doing a little too much sometimes, and like, but he's getting better. And um, you know, the ceiling seems to be getting higher and higher for him. I mean, Tibbs, Tibbs is doing his thing. The Knicks are doing their thing, and we're taking the right steps. This front office has not done anything yet to make me believe that they're going to make some stupid Antonio McDice esque move. Um, in fact, it's been the opposite. And it's not even like they're throwing darts of like, oh, we'll just do this to see what happens. Everything has a purpose. Um, everything has been very meaningful as to why they do it. They didn't just bring in Rose. It's like, oh, it, for me, it was kind of a sure why not. But as we saw, no, we're bringing in Rose because Austin Rivers kind of sucks. And <laughs> we're putting him right in the lineup. And we think he'll be good for quickly. He's going to be good for developing our players. So Nick fans, typically, we love to get hyped uh, about everything. Case in point, Emmanuel Quickly, who, you know, now he's kind of chilling a little bit. Like, okay, he's a rookie. This is going to happen, you know? Yeah. 
he's going to have good games and bad games. It happened, but we're feeling very good as Nick fans and just going to stay in our lane, man. Keep it cool. Keep it chill. Um, like Emmanuel, let's just float on by, man. The floater that as Nick fans, let's just be the floater, embody it. That's how we just got to live, man. Well said. Um, Thanks, man. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I've been feeling, feeling good about today. A good, good talk. Uh, Nick's coming up schedule, you know, that, that San Antonio game postponed. I don't, I don't know exactly if they've rescheduled quite yet, but Nick's got a nice home stretch, Golden State, Sacramento, Indiana. So this is going to be a, I think missing Mitchell Robinson here is going to, is going to hurt a little bit. So and um, an interesting wrinkle, the fans are back, starting yeah, uh, yeah. starting tomorrow night. So, so we'll see how that ends. <laughs> the, the booing of Alfred Payton. So Alfred Payton can get booed appropriately. <laughs> yeah. I want, he's been playing so well. I bet I bet they're gonna go nuts for him. He's he's. I he, thought about trying to go, but <laughs> I'm still you know I haven't been into Manhattan in almost a year. So yeah, well, you made it we'll this see. Far, man. man, tickets are. <laughs> I'm just looking here. Tickets as low as 112 for that Golden State game. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I love seeing that. Yeah, living in Atlanta. It's like tickets as low as three bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the? Um, all right, man. Episode 51 is in the books. You can follow our podcast at Let's Talk Knicks on Twitter, on Instagram at Let's underscore talk underscore Knicks. Follow my man, Marcus Chinqui at mchinqui on Twitter. Myself at Jason Talbot. Episode 51, Let's Talk Next Podcast. I'll talk to you next time.